Yudchet Kislev Tavshin Ayin Tet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Lior El Maliach and Sagiv Kohen, brand new music, Lichvod Chemdat Levavi, a traditional Motzei Shabbat melody and words of Eidot HaMizrach, our brothers of the Sephardic origins. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to this edition of the Israel Show. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is now, that's the time we're on. And we've been on for six years, that's right, the Monday after Thanksgiving, <laughs> that's the way I remember it, basically, the Monday after the Thursday was our first show six years ago, and um, 
Wow. Just thank you to everybody. Thank you to the Nachum Siegel Network, to Nachum Siegel, to Miriam Wallach, to, to Avrami Finkelstein, to ZK, to everybody who makes uh, all this possible, especially Nachum and Miriam, uh, who give give uh, us here at the Israel Show a platform to uh, talk to you. And we are proud to be part of it. And um, we are thankful as well. Six years. Thanks to everybody. It's very exciting and very nice. And we hope to continue with you. And we hope you will encourage others to join the listeners of uh, of the Israel Show and of the Nachum Siegel Network at large. Um, you can listen to us, of course, uh, on demand. You may want to think about that, too, or telling your friends. They don't got to be available exactly at this time, whatever time it is, that we're on live. I mean, there's excitement to being on live, but if you can't make it, of course, listen on demand. NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network app, which is available for free for uh, all the various devices. And uh, you just go to the uh, archives, and there you are. Um, we're going to talk about what's going on in Israel, as usual, the visit of the president of Chad, an African country. We'll tell you a little bit about that. We're going to celebrate also with some brand new music, including um, two remixed and uh, re-edited songs of Eric Einstein. Today is the uh, anniversary of his passing on the uh, on the Christian calendar, secular calendar, whatever you want to call it, and his Hebrew yards at Chaf Gimel Kislev is towards uh, the end of this week. So we'll share with you some of that music, and uh, we'll share some nice, uh, we have one or two uh, good news stories from Israel, or good feeling stories from Israel as well. Thank you so much for joining us. This is new. I saw it on Facebook. We got it off of there. Um, I don't know when it was released, but probably within the last few days. Thank you very much for posting it to our friend Gil Student. Yosef uh, Karduner, with his classic Shira Lamaalot, is joined by Ari Goldwag. And that is what a, a, a pair, what a combination. Here it is. It was a live performance, and we're bringing it to you. We're debuting it on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network.
Brand new duet, Yosef Kardiner, singing and playing the guitar on his uh, famous Shirla Malot, the song that made him, uh, joined by uh, Ari Goldwag. Really just uh, inspiring, I guess, would be the right word. As we mentioned, Idris Debi, the president of Chad, visited Israel today. Chad, I'll give you some information about Chad, because uh, it, it could very well be that most of our listeners are not familiar with the country of Chad. I wasn't that familiar. I knew it was in Africa. It's in sub-Saharan Africa, which is not northern Africa along the coast, and, the, and that also has the Sahara Desert in it. It's the, it's the next layer down, if you will. was a French colony for many, many, many years and got its independence from France in 1960. That's when it became an independent state. always amazes me how people can talk about Israel being not being a real state and uh, not being a legitimate state. Here's a country that became sovereign in 1960 and basically is made up of various different groups of uh, of tribes and, and sects, and uh, nobody's questioning their legitimacy, probably because they're not Jewish. Anyway, um, they had the relationship with Israel. It ended... <clears throat> With the, um, I believe with the Yom Kippur War, it's either the 67 War or the Yom Kippur War, they are bordering on the north with Libya, and there was a lot of anti Israel sentiment that was built up in Chad by Libya, by uh, Muammar Gaddafi when he was the dictator of Libya. Uh, he tried to influence Chad, spent a lot of time there, and tried to get it to turn against Israel. Eventually it did. Uh, there's not an official statement of the, uh, of relations being renewed, but when the president of the country comes to visit Israel, shakes hands with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, goes to Yad Vashem, etc., clearly there is uh, a renewal of relationships. And, and the country, although they are French-speaking because they were a French colony, the majority is Arab, they're Sunni Arab, and so, right, is that right? I always get that confused. Um, and so they see Israel as an ally in the war against Iran. Um, they also will benefit from Israel's great knowledge in agriculture that will help them, as have so many other countries in Africa been been helped by um, Israel's agricultural technology, the drip, um, the drip, uh, the drip um, irrigation. Thank you, the drip irrigation system that Israel invented, and and so many other uh, modern agricultural techniques that have helped so many countries, which uh, which are now going to be helping um, Chad as well. And uh, as we said earlier on, Jam in the AM. Prime Minister Netanyahu, I think it was two years ago, stood up at the UN and he said, you all condemn Israel, but you will see over the next few years, as Israel will show you what it can offer you, you will join with us, you will be an ally with us, because it's worth your while. You gain nothing by condemning us, but if you join with us, you'll see how much how much progress we have made and how much we have to offer you just on a 
day-to-day basis of, of, of in, making your economy better, your agriculture better, your, your your water desalinization of water and so forth. And we see how India has become close to Israel and uh, as a result of that, but also the other Arab states that are aligned against Iran see Israel as the <laughs> as crazy as it is. All these surrounding anti-Iran uh, countries like Saudi Arabia, which is the, probably the biggest of them, see Israel as the country that is the leader of the anti-Iran movement and has the most power and ability, intelligence, Mossad, and so forth, ability to to um, stop Iran or at least retard their advancement. And uh, Israel, of course, as a major ally in the U.S., has the ability to have a say in U.S. policy too, which has become very apparent. And um, so these countries are joining up with Israel one by one, and it's an amazing thing. It really is, um, it's almost like a prophecy that we see in 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 the books of Yeshayahu, Yermiao, Yechezkel, about the nations of the world coming to Israel and respecting, showing Israel respect. It's just unbelievable. So this country of uh, Chad, it's as I said, Central uh, Africa, right under the uh, right under Libya, Sudan on one side, Nigeria on the other side, has fifteen point eight million people, is uh, as we mentioned, majority Muslim. It's the fifth largest country in Africa. Now. I, I saw yesterday they were showing on a map, and this is very interesting, that air traffic from South America, from Brazil, etc., to Israel, the straight line would fly over Libya, for example. But with a, with a little detour, if Sudan would come back to relations with Israel you would have a straight line pretty much going from South America to Israel and that would make the flight much shorter and the ability to have a better relationship with South America a financial relationship would be even uh, enhanced a lot by allowing the flights to fly over these various countries. Now we saw that with India that worked when Saudi Arabia said, okay, flights to Tel Aviv from India can fly over Saudi airspace and saved, I think, like two hours on the flight. Uh, unfortunately, Al Al cannot yet do that, but I believe with the chair situation, it would allow Al Al to do that and shorten the flight and the expense, and it would uh, hopefully make it easier for uh, Israel to have um, a stronger relationship, not only with these African countries, but also with um, with the South American countries. I got to tell you, you know, with all the crazy internal politics in Israel, with all the nitty-gritty, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, the job that Benjamin Netanyahu is doing on the international front with um, the countries in the Arab world, like Oman and Bahrain now, they're, they're saying, and 
They're looking to to get close to Sudan with Saudi Arabia that already, although it's not totally a, a public relationship, but Israel has a relationship now with Saudi Arabia in addition to Jordan and Egypt with all the difficulties. But it's it's amazing how Benjamin Netanyahu has steered Israel into this um, set of relationships, into this growing growing band of countries that are aligned with Israel. So they're not aligned in the most public way or in the, the way we'd like it to be, but the alignment is there, and that's pretty pretty cool, and uh, we have to give credit to the Prime Minister for that. And again, it could be that this is part of why he didn't do what many people wanted him to do in uh, in Aza in order not to create a... Um, a breach of this plan that he was doing. Now, I'm not I'm not condoning one way or the other. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm not going into that again. But um, it could be that he, in, in the wider picture, although he hasn't said it in so many words, in the wider picture, maybe the prime minister feels that this global reach that he is uh, making, reaching out globally, will be, in the long run, a tremendous benefit to everybody in Israel and uh, it is worth suffering through parts of uh, a difficult situation in order to get to there. I don't know. We'll find out as time goes by. Uh, today on the uh, secular Christian calendar is the 26th of November, the day that um, Eric Einstein passed away five years ago. His uh, his Jewish Yeratzeit, Chav Gimel Kislev, coming up this week. And uh, a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, a, uh, a special box set of remastered CDs came out. 15, 16 albums. 15 of them were remastered off of tapes that were discovered in the studio that he recorded in and were just left there in some sort of a box or a filing cabinet or whatever, and they were now discovered and they were remastered. Uh, this box set of 16 remastered albums has come out uh, a few months ago, and uh, we have some of the music and uh, in honor of Eric Einstein's memory. We're going to play uh, some of them today. We have Odihie, which is a great song. The name of the box that is Shir Shechalamti. I've dreamt of a song. And I would like, I, I just want to say that, well, I'm going to say. <laughs> Oftentimes we hear people say, oh, President Trump has uh, Jewish grandchildren. He he uh, clearly has a, a place, place in his heart for the Jewish people. Well, Eric Einstein has an, uh, a Haredi ex-wife best friend Uri Zohar, sons, children, I should say, Haredi children, Haredi grandchildren, and Haredi great-grandchildren. So uh, although he himself never made it into the Orthodox world, I would have to assume that he had, I mean, Uri Zohar attests to the fact that he did have good feelings toward, toward the world that all of his family was in. So we remember him today, Eric Einstein, the, one of the great voices of uh, of the the first uh, 60, 70 years of the state of Israel. Oh, yeah, not one of the most popular ones, but a really good one, remastered 
off of Shir Shachlamti. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Eric Einstein, we mastered off of the box at Uh Earlier today, on Highway 60 in Israel, the highway that goes from Yerushalayim down to Hebron via the Gush, it was yet another attempted killing, attempted homicide by a Palestinian Arab who was driving and just suddenly swerved his car and tried to run over three soldiers that were standing at the junction. Thankfully, they, well, not thankfully, they were hurt, but um, it was a uh, mild injury. No such a thing, actually, but that's the way they define it. It wasn't, uh, they were only lightly injured. And... The uh, Palestinian Arab was shot dead. That's the way it's got to happen. Somebody tries to kill us, kill him first. Um, And you've probably heard the news about Airbnb. This is a website that's very famous around the world that... um, Replaces hotels, basically. If you were going to a specific place, a location, you want to, instead of book a hotel, you want to rent an apartment. So people who are uh, have apartments for rent or who are going to be away for a period of time list their apartment home on Airbnb and you can rent it from them. It's risky because you really don't know. I mean, you see pictures and so forth, but you don't always know what you're going to get. There are people who swear by it and people that hate it. And I know numerous people that hate it and have been um, hurt by uh, by the way they, they operate. Anyway, um, they announced about two weeks ago that they are removing listings uh, from their website of Jewish residents of Yehudan Shamron. Jewish apartments being uh, apartments that are owned by Jews in Yehudan Shamron were taken off of their registry because they claim that this is an area that's in conflict. Well, that raised huge outcry from so many areas, Jewish and non-Jewish. And many people canceled their Airbnb membership. I didn't do it because I didn't have a membership. But people who had memberships canceled and made a point in the comments of saying the reason that they're canceling, which is very important. So first of all, if you have an Airbnb membership and you too feel offended by this action, go ahead and cancel it and specify in your comment why you're, why you're doing that. Um, last week, the first class action suit, lawsuit against Airbnb was filed in the Jerusalem District Court by residents of Yehudan Shamron who advertised their apartments on the website after the rental giant removed 200 listings in, uh, in Jewish communities in the area in Yehudan Shamron. So, for example, if you live in a frat, which is uh, very close 
to Yerushalayim, just south of Yerushalayim. A lot of uh, Anglos live there. Beautiful apartments, beautiful homes, close to Yerushalayim. You want to rent? No, they won't. They won't let, allow you to list it there because it's uh, it's in conflict. Oh, but but much of the land there belonged to Jews before forty-eight. Well, that, 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 that doesn't matter. And here's a point that was made against Airbnb. In contrast to how Airbnb tries to present the issue, said the petitioners, as if the decision is a result of a careful and detailed examination of every conflict region. This policy is actually directed solely against those who live in Israeli settlements in Yudan Shamron. The petitioner emphasized There are dozens, if not hundreds, of conflict regions in the world that do not have similar restrictions imposed upon them by Airbnb. And we've mentioned this in the past, how uh, people hyper-focus on Israel and the quote-unquote occupied territories and so forth. And, And we agree, it's all basically because this is Jews. And it's the state of Israel. For example, Tibet, where Chinese authority forcefully imposed administrative control and there are others we we mentioned them conflicted areas different places around the world where there's a where there's a a a war so to speak between two countries who claim sovereignty over an area nobody goes up in arms like they do about israel the petition asserts that airbnb has no coherent policy regarding conflict regions seeing as it's targeting exclusively the jewish communities in Yudan Shamron. As far as Airbnb is concerned, their client can deny women or minorities to rent apartments from them. For example, in Arab states, women can't drive and, and uh, women can't rent apartments, so that's fine. Or, or for listings in war zones or in regions where tens of thousands of people have been expelled from their homes. Oh, the only thing that's prohibited is to be a resident of a Jewish community in the state of Israel stress the petition. So, that's going on. We'll share some good news with you after the musical break. Put us into a better mood as we celebrate the sixth anniversary of the Israel Show. Brand new music! From Ariel Zilber, we're big fans of his. This one is called Kvish Hamesh, which is the road that goes through the Shomron, and it talks about a person who who lives in the Shomron and calls a friend who they used uh, two two friends that used to hang out a lot, but this other friend, the friend that lives not in the Shomron, hasn't come in a long time, probably because he's fearful of the security situation or whatever it is because people have in their heads that it's dangerous. And and so the whole song is about the the thoughts of the beauty and the restfulness and peacefulness of uh, hanging out in the Shomron in different areas. And um, it's cool. It's And it's great. It's Ariel Zilber. It's just... It uh, wasn't composed by him. It was composed by Naama Zanber. And she also wrote the words, but he... Uh, He's doing the singing. Um, Ariel Zilber with a brand new Kvish Chamesh. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> (laughs) 
כבר שנתיים לא דיברנו, קחת אותו ונראה אותך. שלח מיקום לפלאפון, הוא כתב לי השומרון. וואלה, איך אני מגיע, זה באמצע הגדה. ונזכרתי בימים, בין הגפן והכרמים. עץ הזית שאהבת, גם זוכר איך שנרדמנו שם. בין איבל להגריזים, איך דילגנו על סלעים. וכל נרעד שואל, אחי, היכן אתה היום? אמר לי, בוא, כביש חמש, על הדרך ניפגש, תחת עץ ואין הבמה עליי. בוא אל ההר, קח מעילי קצת קר, מסתכל על השמש כשחשבתי על הכפר, אז עלו מן העבר, מידותן דמויות כמו חלום, וכל דוד יחל לפעום. זה ניגון שמה אדיר, מסתכל על הר כביר, בוא נשב עוד קצת ביחד, בוא ננשום. Highway number five, come to visit us in the Shomron is the message. Last week I announced something and I got it from a credible news source, but it, it surprised me when I announced it and uh, then it turns out that it's a little different than the original announcement. We announced that there's going to be a uh, Hanukkah parade in Yushalayim and it will all feature floats and balloons and especially balloons of the Mace, from the Macy's Day Parade, Thanksgiving Parade in New York. And I, in fact, I, I mentioned that it was amazing to me how they're going to ship these huge, uh, even uninflated, obviously, uh, balloons to Israel and how expensive that would be and so forth. Well, 
the story, although there was no apology, the story was corrected. It's a parade in the spirit of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's a lot different. Still going to be cool, I'm sure, and everybody's uh, encouraged to participate on Monday, Chafei Kislev, December the 3rd, the second night, first day, second night of Hanukkah. In an effort to strengthen the relationship between the state of Israel and the Jewish people in the diaspora, is trying to inaugurate this new tradition, March of Solidarity with Diaspora Jews. Okay, should be interesting, but surely it's not. These balloons from Macy's are, are not being shipped over to Israel. So I wanted to correct that. Here's a interesting post. You know, people rank on Facebook a lot, and I agree with much of the criticism, but it's a, it's a forum through which you can get exposed to tremendously uh, it, it, moving stories, informative stories, interesting stories, you gotta, it's a tool like every other tool, you have to know how to use it and to limit yourself in using it, but this is a story that I saw on Facebook. It's written in Hebrew, I'm translating it as we're, uh, as we're reading it to you, and, and it's entitled The Story That Can Only Happen in Israel. So, this is written by someone who's driving from Tivon to Kfar Hasidim. He's stuck in a major traffic jam, stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, making his way on the highway. Now, you know how this happens where you're stuck in traffic and there's a car that's alongside of you and you keep seeing that same car? You look at who's in it, maybe somebody you know. So, this driver sees a small red car driving next to him for about 30 minutes. They're crawling alongside each other. And he notices that this car, this red car, has tons of Golani stickers all over the car. Golani is, if you're, if you're not familiar, is one of the proud infantry brigades in the Israeli army. So after a while, I mean, they're going, they're, 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 they're in sync for about half an hour. The, the red car driver opens his window and asks, is it always like this? Is like every morning is there this kind of traffic? So I said, no. But, by the way, I also was in Golani, says the writer. The red car asks, where in Golani? Well, I was a commander in certain group well the red car got very close to my car and said would you like a Golani sticker I'll give it to you only if you'll make sure that it's on your you stick it on the car I promised him that I will stick it on the car it's in memory of my son said the red car driver he fell in Operation Tsuk Eitan. I choked, says the driver. Later on, as we continue to be in sync, lane to lane, lane to lane, he mentioned, by the way, you haven't put your sticker on yet. 
My son, who fell in Tsuketan, his name was Oz Mendelovich Zakrono Livracha. Well, the writer says, I found out later that he is one of those who fell in the terrible battle in Sejaia. So, the writer says, the beautiful, wonderful father of Oz, I've stuck the Golani sticker on my car, and I'll never take it off.
That is a classic Naomi Shemer song, and one of her earlier songs. We done, covered, if you will, by Yehoshua Limoni. Very cool. The uh, at the end, you may have heard the singer speaking in the background of the music. Oh, he was quoting from Psukim of Redemption from Yeshayahu, Uval Hovdim Be'eretz Ashur, Vanidachim Eretz Mitzrayim, Vishtachavu Lashem Barak Kodesh Pirushalayim, and Vagaretz Evim Keves, and so forth. The song itself, as Naomi Shemer is telling how whenever she feels lost, whenever she feels things aren't going her way, she always remembers, Chavalei Mashiach Hinezebah, yeah, this is uh, some of the difficult pains, birth pains of the of the messianic times. As if to say, whatever difficulties we're going to have, knowing that we're living in a time, in a messianic time, gives us a great feeling and gives us hope uh, for the future. Chavalei Mashiach, that was brand new from Yehoshua. Limoni. We uh, some of the songs today are so new that we don't yet have the Facebook uh, links. The ones we do have Facebook links for, and that includes the song that we just played, Chavalei Mashiach. We're going to post as we do each week. At some point after the show, we're going to post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com/slash The Israel Show. We post uh, links to articles that we speak about or other events that we speak about on the show. And uh, we post links to the playlist, links to YouTube videos of those songs. So we were talking about how the Israeli high tech in agriculture and in other areas attracts people from around the world to come and join Israel. One of the areas is biotech, saving human lives, which has always been such a Jewish endeavor, which is why every Jewish mother wants a son to be a doctor, right? It goes back to the times of the Rambam and the Ramban and others. Diabetes and its devastating complications are a growing global epidemic. Some 425 million adults worldwide, 425 million adults worldwide are living with diabetes today, according to the International Diabetes Foundation. 12% of all adult health care expenditures is diabetes related. I know that. That's like incredible. And while there's no cure currently for either type 1 or type 2 diabetes, type 2 is when it comes later in life, type 1 is with diabetes that you're born with, a range of breakthrough Israeli medical technologies is changing the rules of the game for diabetics. Now, diabetes is often associated, people have in mind, you know, people inject uh, insulin and so forth. Jerusalem-based Oramed Pharmaceuticals has developed an innovative oral insulin capsule. Amazing that transforms injectable treatments into oral therapies. Just think of the difference between walking around with a syringe and with a vial and having to inject yourself and just take a pill. The capsules for both types of diabetes are currently in advanced FDA clinical trials. Hopefully, 
I mean, the FDA is much more stri- is much stricter, and their process is much longer than that of Europe and Israel. And hopefully, but it's the it's a huge market, obviously, and hopefully it'll pass FDA soon. Um. So, Oramed CEO and co-founder Nadav Kidron grew up in a home where diabetes was always part of the conversation because his mother, Miriam, worked for almost 20 years in the diabetes unit at Hadassah. And together with Israeli professor Avram Hershko, Nobel Prize winner, they developed what was previously like unimagined, unimagined solution that enables proteins such as insulin to be delivered orally and intact into the liver, the or, the organ that regulates the secretion of insulin into the bloodstream. That is yet another of the astounding accomplishments of Israel's biotech industry. As we have seen, Israel is just a world leader, a world leader in high-tech in general. What can what can we say? Open your eyes and see how amazing the world is that we are living in. Overlook some of the petty little fights and nonsense that goes on. And, and look at the big picture. And in the big picture, is an, uh, there is amazing, there are amazing things to see. We're going to end off with yet another Eric Einstein remastered song. It's uh, it's a classic, Aniva Atanish and Ed Taulam, one of the earliest songs that uh, I th- I don't think there's an Israeli who's not familiar with this. Covered and, and re-recorded many, many times by various um, artists. This is the original Arik Einstein. But before we do that, we're going to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening, especially now we are celebrating. Today is our sixth anniversary here at the Israel Show. We really, from the bottom of my heart, I thank each and every one of you who listen, who comment, who like the Facebook page, who comment on the Facebook page, who comment on the uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network app, who send us emails, mayor at nachumsiegel.com, M-E-I-R at nachumsiegel.com for your emails. I, I, I can't thank you enough for showing me, us, your attention, giving us your attention and showing us your love and letting us into your home and into your car. Thanks for the Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network I enumerated earlier and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network immediately after our show is Yoni Pollock with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports and there is much to cover although I have no clue what it is because I'm not a sports person. But Yoni is, and he knows exactly what there is to cover. Very popular show. And then, another great show. Jake Novick with Novick Now. Commenting on uh, news, editorial comments, and news from the Jewish world. And then, the great Monday Music Marathon tops off a great day at the uh, Nachum Siegel Network. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and DM, this is Mayor Weingartner reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no. They're just running in a different race.
Thank you. 